Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. Hey, thanks for joining us online. Man, happy Easter, Real Life Church. Hey, we're excited you joined with us. And even though we're not in person this Easter, I know it's the craziest thing, maybe watching this from your bedroom or living room, uh, but we are still together as a church. And more importantly, God is with you. The Spirit of God is not limited to a building or a physical location or a church building. He is with you. He's drawn close to you. And some of you to hear this today, especially if you're new with us, man, God did not shout his love from heaven. He showed it here on earth. He sent his son, Jesus, man, down the cross for our sins. And today, Easter, we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus and he set us free free. He broke the curse. And today we're going to celebrate big what Jesus is doing. We've got a couple songs. We're going to worship him. Come on, let's give him some love. Let's give some praise to Jesus. We have a message of hope just for you. Come on, worship with us today. Come on, let's sing it out. I was buried beneath my shame. Out together, come on, lift it up. I need a rescue. 
had needed rescue, my sin was heavy. The chains break at the weight of your glory. I needed shelter, I was an orphan. Now you call me a citizen of heaven. When I was broken, you were my healing. Now your love is the air that I'm breathing. I have a future, my eyes are open. Cause when you call my name, celebrating our risen Savior today. So lift up your hands, lift up your voices. Jesus is alive and we are celebrating him this morning. The passion of our Savior The mercy of our God The cross that leaves no question overthrown the grave for Jesus' blood that sets us free means death to death and a life for me the innocent judge guilty while the guilty one walks free chains are gone our debt is paid the cross has overthrown the grave for Jesus blood that sets us free means death to death and life for me
you guys to pray with me as we celebrate the risen Christ this morning. God, we come before you and we know that you've risen from the grave. There is no doubt that you have come out and just you've resurrected your son to bring us life, to bring us hope, to bring hope to a dying and dead world. You've overcome sin and death and God, you've just healed the nations. You've healed our hearts. God, just we want to honor you and thank you for everything that you've done, your sacrifice and everything that you've done and continue to do. God, I just want to lift somebody up today, somebody that's following along online, and maybe they're far from you. Maybe maybe it's been a long time since they've been in church, or maybe they've never been in church. And God, they just come to the end of their rope, the end of their road, and they don't know where else to turn. And God, I want to lift that person up. Maybe it's a destroyed marriage, and they have no other way to fix it except leaning on you. Maybe it's an addiction, God. Maybe they just, they've, uh, they've just felt their lives trapped by the enemy, and they've tried every self-help book, and they've tried every recovery program, and their last turn is to you, God. We know that you are here to bring hope to their lives. God, I pray that your presence is real today, that they can't walk away not realizing that there is a living God creator of the universe that cares about them and loves them. So we want to praise you. We want to honor you. Thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for your resurrected son. And God, we again, we thank you and we want to give you all the honor and praise. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Hey, wherever you're at, let's throw up some cheers. Let's throw up some likes. Let's celebrate the risen God. Thank you for the gift of his son for us today. So I don't know where you're following along with us today. Maybe you're in the bedroom. Maybe you're in the kitchen. Maybe you're on a walk. Maybe you're in the, uh, in the car just driving along and listening. We are so excited for you to follow along and worship with us this morning on this Easter Sunday. If you happen to be new with us and this is your first time following along, I want you to know that we want to welcome you home, and I want you to know that we believe that you belong here. So again, we're excited for you to follow along and worship with us today. I want to invite and encourage you to do something, though, this morning. I want to invite you to fill out what we're going to call a digital communication card. And there's two ways to do this. You can text RLNEW to 97000, or in the comments section, there should be a link that pops up, and you can click on that as well. And so what this is, this is a safe form for you to fill out. And what we'll do is we'll have a team member that'll reach to you over the phone. And their, and their goal, and their, their hope is that they make you feel welcome right here at Real Life. We want to connect with you, resource you in any way that we can, because we care about you and God cares about you. And that's the passion. That's the vision of what we have right here at Real Life, is to see people far from God discover their real life and purpose in Jesus. Let me say it another way. We are a church for the unchurched. 
And I don't care where you are, how far you are from God, we are your biggest fans. We want to encourage you as you begin and continue on your journey with God. Because we can't back up and we can't start our beginning chapters again. But today, God is here to help you write the next chapter of your life. He loves you, cares about you. We love you. We care about you. And so tonight, I want to invite you just to have another praise and worship tonight. We're going to have a special night of worship with communion at 5 o'clock. So this is your time to invite your friends and your family, get together, whoever is living with you, get your communion supplies together. This is going to be a great time just to praise Jesus and just celebrate what God has done for us again on this awesome Easter Sunday. So would you guys pray with me again one more time today? God, we come before you. We just want your presence to be on this online gathering, on your people. God, just thank you for you, who you are. Thank God, thank you for your people, just for their commitment to, to love the things that you love, to care about the things that you care about. And God, I, don't, I just want to pray for everybody out there today that they have hope and power in these distressed and these crazy times. God, I just want to lift up other churches around our city, whether it's Hillsong KC or Restore or South Haven. God, I just pray for the believers that are coming along and, and, and joining in, in their community just to, to worship you on a day like today. And we pray that your kingdom is expanded and that the love of, of, of Jesus is just felt through us in our communities and across this world. God, just thank you for that opportunity. God, thank you for that responsibility and just that awesome, that awesome, awesome joy to be able to take your message of hope and love across the world. And again, we lift these things up and pray all this in your name. Amen. So as Pastor Sean's getting ready to bring another message of hope in the dark, hope in the dark. Here's your opportunity, man. Hang out, find somebody in the comment section, and just tell them how much you've missed them, how much you care about them. Throw them some likes, throw them hearts. Find somebody new, man. We want to make them feel right here at home, real life. Just thank you for everything that you guys do. It's going to be an awesome time in God's house today. Come on, show them some love. Find somebody. Look up. In the comments, maybe you haven't seen them in a long time, let them know that you love them. Give some hearts. This is your moment. Uh, I just want to say on behalf of my family, uh, my wife, Diane, our church, our leadership, especially you guys are joining with us the first time. Uh, I just want to wish you a blessed Easter today. I know this might be the craziest Easter on record besides the first one. Come on, somebody. And uh, I know uh, for you, you might be hanging out at home. It might be weird and different. But I'm looking through the Bible, and I'm trying to find this verse in Beatitudes. It says, blessed are you that used to dress up and fly, or Easter outfits, but today uh, you're worshiping Jesus in sweatpants. Come on, somebody. Somebody is worshiping Jesus in the sweatpants. And what I want you guys to do, since we can't do a photo booth and meet together, uh, I want you guys to take a picture with you and your family, and you can't cheat here. You gotta take a picture of what you're wearing right now. Hopefully it's appropriate, and you're gonna post it. We have a social media post for you to comment on, and uh, it's gonna be hilarious. But this way you look back in a year from now, you're gonna remember 2020 Easter, the craziest Easter on record. And uh, one of the exciting things for me is I, uh, missing out on all the stuff around us is I don't have to put up with those peeps. You know what I'm talking about. I think if you're past the age eight and uh, you enjoy uh, an Easter peep, uh, you got sick problems in the head. Uh, those things are terrible. Uh, but for some of us, obviously you love them, but I'm just telling you, there's some perks to not meeting in person. Upon a serious note, in this season, unquestionably, the number one thing on people's minds and hearts is the COVID-19 uh, virus in the situation. You can't go anywhere on social media or the news and not hear about this. And as you know, this virus spreads um, so fast and so rapidly, it's highly contagious. Uh, you know the stats, you've read the numbers. Some of you guys are tracking with the world meter um, on and on and on. And so you guys see this um, it all, all throughout the news and you see this all throughout 
uh, maybe the John Hopkins University website. And I just want to tell you today that the only thing maybe possibly more contagious than COVID-19 itself is fear. And so we live in this state where maybe we don't know what's coming next. Some of you guys are looking for a job because you've lost it. Some of you guys are worried you might get paid next week. Some of you guys are worried uh, if you be able to visit uh, your grandparents and people, maybe they're in uh, nursing homes and those that are um, obviously going to be affected by this in such negative ways. Uh, if you're a frontline worker, I know that your fear is getting this virus and bring it home to your family. I know for a lot of us who are struggling financially, some of you guys have businesses, you don't know if they're going to stay open. And you remember Easter 2020, you go, man, that was the year uh, we were going through this. And so I want to encourage you today with some hope because today uh, isn't the first time that the world was struck with fear. It wasn't the first time the disciples ran in fear. Matter of fact, if you go back to Easter 2,000 years ago, man, those disciples are running in fear. Why did the disciples run? And if we go back to Luke chapter 23, you're going to see the disciples had seen what happened to Jesus on the cross. And instead of Jesus wearing a golden crown, he is wearing a crown of thorns. I mean, instead of Jesus uh, being surrounded by his servants and disciples, he is surrounded by thieves on the cross. Instead of him sitting on the throne of heaven, he is nailed to the cross for us. And that cross is a weapon used really to torture and kill people. And that was reserved for the worst of the worst criminals. And the Romans didn't just know how to kill people. They knew how to torture people to death. Matter of fact, the disciples knew when Jesus was going to be crucified, he'd be pulled over a boulder. He'd be whipped with cat and nine tails, these strips of leather full of rocks and glass and bones. And it would strip him of his skin on his back as he whipped 39 times. And he'd lose so much blood that he would be in shock from the amount of blood loss, you see his beard being ripped out. He'd been stripped naked and he'd been laid on a cross and seven inch spikes driven through his wrist into his ankles. And he'd be hoisted up for all the world to see on the hill of Calvary. And they'd see all this and they would ran in fear in that moment. And they heard everybody mocking Jesus and spitting on him. Matter of fact, one of the thieves on the cross, it says this in Luke 23. And he, he actually mocked him and said, aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself. Can you even save us? You can't even save yourself. I mean, imagine the amount of, uh, of humiliation that Jesus Jesus took place that the people he died for uh, were the ones that are mocking him the most. A, a hardened criminal, a murderer, a thief is tearing him down. These disciples were petrified with fear. I want you to think about the, what they did. They ran. And matter of fact, they ran so far that they didn't even come back to the tomb to Jesus. Matter of fact, it wasn't the disciples that re realized that Jesus had resurrected from the dead. It was Mary Magdalene and, and another Mary uh, that realized that Jesus had rose from the dead. These disciples are so paralyzed with fear that the inner circle of Peter, James, and John were petrified that they even know Jesus resurrected. These ladies have to run to the disciples to let them know that Jesus raised from the dead. And I believe today, maybe some of us are in that same state of fear. Where is God on this Easter? Man, what is going on in the world around us? Maybe some of you are, are, are thinking, man, I'm going to try to make it into college, but I don't know which college I'm going to go to and I can't visit. And you, you have this fear in your life of you're going to make the right choice. For some of us, we stay up at late at night with anxiety. Uh, maybe you're uncertain of your own finances, you're uncertain of your future. Uh, you're worried for those. Maybe Maybe they're serving in your family on front lines. I've talked to so many of you that are praying for people that have the virus and those that you know that are susceptible and have immune compromised situations. And in this season, it's so easy like the disciples to forget what God is doing. And so I would encourage you today that you are a carrier. You are a carrier. There's something inside of you that when you're around people, they're catching it. There's something inside of you that they're picking up on. There's something inside of you that, that people are seeing. And so you have a fear of man or you having the faith in God. And I want to ask you this morning, is what you're carrying worth catching? Is what you're carrying worth catching? Is that something you want to give to the world? Uh, I believe this, the opposite of fear isn't courage. The opposite of fear isn't strength. The opposite of fear is faith 
in God, that his promises are going to come true, that what he said is going to happen. And these disciples are going to be blown away by what Jesus does. As a matter of fact, I believe Jesus gives us one of the best illustrations and pictures. It's not an illustration, a picture of fear in the Bible how he overcame that with faith. And it's found when Jesus is praying in the garden of Gethsemane. It says this in Luke twenty-two forty-four. 44. This is Jesus. It says, in being in anguish, Jesus prayed more earnestly and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. Jesus, literally his blood vessels in his forehead burst open and he was bleeding out of his pores as he prayed to God because he knew the physical pain that he was about to walk into later that next day when he carried his cross. But more than that, he knew the pain and suffering it was going to be when he went to spiritual battle for you and me because on that cross he knew that when he was nailed to that cross that the weight of the world's sin was going to be pressed down on his shoulders that your sin and my sin past present and future every person's sin was going to be pushed down on Jesus and in that moment when that sin was laid upon him the father was going to turn his back on the son for the first time all eternity and Jesus was going to be by himself and he was going to take the full punishment of all of our sin on that cross in that moment Jesus knew that he would have to be tortured and had to fight for our souls but the good news is that Jesus was crushed down and not destroyed. He broke the curse for us. And he chose in that moment to have the most faith you've ever seen in the Bible. Check it out in the next verse in Matthew 26, 39. It says this, Jesus fell on his face. So at this point, he's laying prostrate and he's praying. He said, my father, is it possible? Let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but your will be done. He took a step of faith. Matter of fact, Jesus stood up from laying on that ground and less than nine hours later, he was carrying our cross. He was carrying our cross on the hill of Calvary and died for you and me. That's the kind of faith that God had in his father. You might ask this Easter Sunday, where is God in the situations? Much like the disciples, there was a body in a tomb. For those two and a half days, there was a body laid there and disciples knew that and they lost their faith and they felt hopeless and helpless in that moment. But I'm just going to tell you something, a word of encouragement. Just give God three days. Come on, somebody. Just give God three days because I'm telling you something. When disciples didn't see what was going on, they missed the whole point of what Jesus was doing. God was working behind the scenes. He was restoring souls. He was going to battle for you and me. And I believe this, there's something significant about the number three in the Bible. Obviously, there's different numbers and the numbers in the Bible represent different things at different times. And if you study this out, but the number one means unity, uh, means God. Uh, the number four means earth. Number five is grace. Six uh, is the weakness of man and the devil. Seven is number of perfection. Some of you guys uh, got that on. Uh, you know that. Uh, some of you guys, uh, number eight uh, means new beginnings. Uh, number 40 is trials and tribulations and, and testing. Uh, and you see it all throughout the Bible. But number three is a very important number. is number of wholeness and completion. And you see this all throughout the Bible that Jesus honestly completed our salvation in three days, rose from the grave. But check out all these numbers in the Bible. Uh, the God is the Trinity. He's three in one, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're triune in nature as human beings. We have a body, soul, and spirit. God is omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. He's omnipotent. He's all powerful. The revelation says he, he was, who is, who is to come. God's grace is manifest in justification, sanctification, and glorification. Old Testament of the three patriarchal fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The tabernacle is broken into three sections, the inner court, the outer court, and the holy of holies. In Revelation, the angels cry holy, holy, holy three times around the Lamb of God. Daniel prayed three times a day. Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three days. Paul was blind for three days. Uh, Paul was shipwrecked in Malta for 30 days. 
days. He prayed three times for the thorn in his flesh to be removed. Jesus was born and visited by wise men who bought three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. At 12 years old, Jesus was separated from his parents for three days. His public ministry lasted three years. It started when he was 30, and he died when he was 33. Jesus was tempted three times by Satan in the desert. The disciples had three core leaders, James, Peter, and John. Jesus predicted Peter's betrayal. They betrayed him three times. Peter betrayed him three times, and Jesus restored him three times. God spoke audibly to Jesus in the Bible three times, and Jesus raised three people from the dead, Lazarus, the widow's son, and Jairus' daughter. He prayed three times in the Garden of Gethsemane, and tradition says he fell three times as he carried his cross. He was one of three people nailed to the cross and hung there, and there's a sign above his head that said, Here hangs the King of the Jews, written in three languages, Greek, Aramaic, or Greek, Hebrew, and Latin. And on the third day, he was placed, I mean, he's placed on the cross on the third hour. On the, on the, on the ninth hour at 3 p.m., he declared the most important three words in history. He said, It is finished. It is finished. Your sin is overcome. They defeat death, hell, and the grave for you. He said, Testelestai, Testelestai, it is finished. It is done. The way of the sin, he has been victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And he said this, each on the day, on when he died, the earth trembled, darkness fell upon the earth for three hours that day. And as the world waited, just watching, his disciples were helpless on the first day. It seems like God wasn't present, that nothing had happened, that God was just a human being. And the second day, as disciples felt lonely and helpless and losing their faith and nothing's changing but on the third day come on somebody the stone was rolled away the tomb was empty and jesus rose from the dead i'm telling you i know you feel like the enemy may having taken ground but god is alive he's working on behalf he's doing something behind the scenes you can't see you just know one piece of the puzzle and those disciples lost so much faith that they even run to jesus's tomb because they didn't believe the promise of god today i hope you believe the promise of god when you give god three days he's going to change the world i'm telling you something you are a carrier of faith today, you're a carrier of hope today, what you have people need to catch. I want to imagine when a day comes, because there is going to be a day when there's a cure for COVID-19, there's going to be a day when there's a prevention for it, a day when there's a treatment for it, and how fast that's going to travel around our world, that message of hope, the hope itself, that vaccine, whatever form it comes in. I want you to imagine that moment. I'm going to tell you this morning that there is a hope today in Jesus that is so much greater than the hope of the vaccine for COVID. There's a hope for our souls that's going to rescue us from our sin, uh, that Jesus didn't come just for the righteous. He came for the sinner. He didn't come for the healthy, came for the sick. By the grace of God, you can be saved today. I'm telling you, what you're carrying is worth sharing. What you're carrying inside of you, that hope of Jesus is worth sharing with the world. I love what it says in 1 Thessalonians 1.8. It says this, and now the word of the Lord is ringing out. Come on, dude, the word of the Lord, the gospel is going out from you to people everywhere, even beyond Macedonia and Acacia. Wherever you go, we find people telling us about your faith in God. What an incredible testimony of this church that wherever you go, people are hearing about Jesus because of what real life did, because of what Thessalonica did, because church did. I'm telling you, your hope is contagious. What you have inside of you is contagious. I know fear is contagious, but hope is more contagious. Can I just give a shout out? Can I just celebrate what your hope is doing in our community? The first thing I want to highlight is this, is that free hot soup is serving meals to the homeless, uh, people who have food insecurities. The Bible talks about in Proverbs 31 that those who cannot speak on their behalf, I'm telling you, you're bringing hope to people that maybe have given up hope. You're bringing hope to people who need the hope of Jesus. You are a messenger. People are thanking God for you. Another area that you guys are serving, you guys are 
are making masks for frontline workers, uh, for people that are serving in, uh, in hospitals, they're nurses, they're pra uh, nurse practitioners, they're doctors, uh, people in nursing homes, frontline workers, you guys are making a difference. The Bible says if you give a cup of cold water in Jesus' name, you're giving it to him himself. Man, this last week you guys served at a mobile food pantry. Uh, you guys served, give, gave over a thousand people meals for dinner and really for their family. There's over 350 cars that came through and you guys are making a difference. Literally unloaded a semi and served it to our city. I'm telling you, you're making a difference. People are thanking God for you. Your hope is contagious. And one of the things that happened literally this weekend, as you're watching this, passing out Give Hope boxes. We have 500 boxes that are hitting people's front porches as we speak that are giving hope to people that may just need a little bit of encouragement that somebody is with them in this storm. You guys are making a difference and this hope is spreading throughout our community. Guys, I encourage you that your hope is contagious today. There's nothing more important than the Easter message and to bring hope to the world. I'm telling you, fear is contagious, but hope is more contagious. Man, I hope you know I'm a carrier. I mean, if you come around me, you're gonna get a little bit of what I got. I have faith in God. I mean, I'm faith-filled. I'm not full of fear. I'm believing that God is gonna do something this season. He's gonna use you and me to change the world. And the question we ask ourselves as a church and as a pastor, as a leader, is constantly, how can we serve the needs of the city? How can we give back to people? How can we bring people food? How can we help people that are in need? How can we run errands for people that don't have the ability to run errands or don't want to get out? How can we help people who are losing their jobs? How can we be blessing to people that are shut in to nursing homes and different avenues? How can we serve in this time. I'm telling you, the church is not shut down. The church is deployed. Come on, somebody. The church is being sent out by God this Easter. I'm telling you, real life, we are hope dealers. And we have a hope that no virus can kill, that Jesus, he is our author and finisher of our faith. He died for us. He is our savior. He is the resurrection and life. He delivers the captives. He has set us free. He is our source, our strength, our redeemer, our assurance in this season with a firm foundation. I'm telling you, at his name, the darkness trembles in his presence. Demons flee. Man, death couldn't defeat him and the grave couldn't hold him. This is the Jesus we serve. We are full of hope in this season. I want you to check out how our hope is going to go out. It's found in Matthew 28 verse 5. It says this, the angel said to the women, these are Mary Magdalene and the other Mary that, that went to Jesus's tomb. He said this, do not be afraid for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. This is the angel saying, don't be afraid. I know you come for Jesus. Uh, he is not here. He has risen just as he said. The promise of God came true. He said, come and see the place where he lay. And then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead and go ahead. Of, he'll go ahead of you to Galilee. Then you'll see him and know that I've told you this. And so the women hurried from the tomb. I love that. Man, as soon as they got the message of hope, man, they ran from the tomb. They're ready to go. They saw the empty tomb. I promise you today, some of you guys are going to realize the tomb is empty for the first time, and you're going to run to tell somebody about the hope that Jesus just gave you in your life. It said this, they were afraid yet filled with joy. Come on, that's a picture of the season. We might be a little fearful, but man, there's a hope that's more contagious than our fear, and they ran to the disciples. They ran. I'm telling you something. They picked it up, and they started hoofing it because they saw the hope of Jesus. My question this morning is this, who are you running to the hope of Jesus. Your neighbors need hope. Your friends need hope. The world needs hope. Can I encourage you? I mean, just share this on social media. Just hit the share button. Do a watch party. Invite somebody out. Give a hope box to somebody. Pick up the phone and call somebody. Serve somebody. I'm telling you what the world needs now is the message of Jesus. You have it. There's a hope inside of you. I hope I'm talking to some people that are carrying some hope this morning. I hope you're a hope carrier. I hope you're a little contagious with the things of God. I believe God's going to use you in this season. I know this Easter is crazy, but I'm telling you, God's going to use it. He's doing something behind the scenes 
scenes you can't see right now. I know his disciples are full of fear, but I'm telling you something, they heard about the message of Jesus and they literally flipped the world upside down. I'm believing God is gonna do that in your life. You're gonna be faith-filled this Easter. You're gonna see what God's gonna do. I believe there's a message inside you that's worth other people catching. Let's pray. Father God, we come before you. God, we thank you so much for Easter. God, we thank you for your son, Jesus, man that chose to come to our corner of the universe. Even though we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Man, I wanna pray for those of you right now that say, I wanna be a hope dealer. Man, I'm gonna run to somebody. Man, this season I've been a little afraid, but you know what, I'm no longer afraid. I see what, Je what Jesus is doing. I have faith in God. I'm gonna run to some people. I'm gonna serve some people. I'm gonna bring some food to people. Man, I'm gonna sign up to give. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a part of what God's doing. I'm gonna be faith-filled in this season. And so if that's you, I'm gonna pray for you, just so that you'd be courageous in your faith and you'd have a contagious hope about you. Father God, I pray for those that will be hope dealers. God, I pray that every person that's in our church, every person that's listening, God, would just have an encouragement of faith. God, that they would step out of themselves. God, they'd have a bigger picture of what you're doing this Easter, that you have defeated death, hell, and the grave for us, that you descended down into the depths of hell and stole the keys from Satan, that our future is secure. And today we're gonna live by faith. You're gonna give us courage every single day. God, I pray you give us the, the mouthpiece to speak the words of life to our neighbors. God, I pray this Easter will be the Easter that somebody comes to Christ, that one, somebody in our family we've prayed for for a long time, maybe a neighbor or a friend, they'd, they'd commit their life to Christ. They'd see the hope of the gospel. Man, I'm gonna talk to you specifically today. They say, you know what, I'm just too far from God. God would never love me. When Jesus on the cross, he hung before two thieves, one thief on the left, one on the right. And one was mocking, the other one said, have mercy on me. And Jesus told him, he said, today I will, you will be with me in paradise. Jesus forgave him. I'm telling you, but it's not about your ability, it's what Jesus did. It's his ability on the cross. There's nothing you do to earn salvation, there's nothing you do to keep it. I'm telling you this morning that Jesus died for you. Jesus loves you, Jesus wants a relationship with you. And on that cross, he bore your sin, he bore my sin, and he defeated death, hell, in the grave for you. You can have a relationship with him right now in this moment. The Bible says that anyone that calls on the name of Jesus will be saved, forgiven, and made new. And so today, if you're watching this, you say, well, I want a relationship with Jesus. I mean, I've been doing my own thing. I've been on my own path. I've been full of fear. But today, I want the hope of Christ. If that's you, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Father God, thank you so much for sending Jesus. You didn't shout your love from heaven. You showed your love on earth. Thank you so much for coming to my neighborhood, for calling my life, for bringing this message a hope to me. God, I pray that you change me from the inside out. God, you'd make me new. God, I want to trust you with my future. I've been full of fear, but today I'm going to choose faith in you. God, save me from my sin. God, I love you. I thank you for what you're doing. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give it up for everybody. Put their faith in Christ. Come on, let's give them some love. Let them know you love them. Man, God is here. He's with you and he's changed your life. Man, so, so excited for you. And I want you to know that, that prayer you just prayed is not the end of a journey, but it is the very beginning. Like Jesus' death on the cross was not the end of his story, but it was the beginning of his life with us. And so I want you, if you made that decision today, to text RLNEXT to 97000. That is gonna connect you to a part of our website where there's incredible resources. You can share your Jesus story with us. You can get connected to the Bible app. It's just an amazing place to start your journey with Jesus. And what better day to start that journey than Easter Sunday?
Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. Um, I just want to encourage you again, if you're new with us today, welcome. If you've been with us the whole time, I'm so glad that you're here with us. And it is not too late to get in a life group. You are going to want to get in a life group. This is really our time as the church. This is this is where we come together. We huddle. We link arms. We rise up. This is where we make a difference. Our Sunday morning gatherings are like a shot in the arm. But man, life groups are where life change is happening. We are getting together and we're, we're praying and we're seeing families healed and we're seeing lives just, you know, being made different because of Jesus. In our life group last week, there were so many families and man, they're just going through the ringer of job loss and illness and family struggles and hard times with kids. And it was just incredible to see our group just kind of come together. Let's stop group. Let's pray together. Hey, let's hang afterwards. Let's get connected to resources. Man, those kind of things are what happens when you get connected to a life group. And so in this season, you've got to lock arms. You've got to get together. You've got to get in a life group. I can't encourage you enough times. Just because you haven't been in one is no reason not to jump. We have one every day of the week. We have them online for you. You can wear sweatpants. You can hang out, man. They're for everybody. And so you've got to get in a life group. Check them out at our website, reallifechurchkc.com. Yeah, the best part about being a life group is that you're in a season of struggle and you got people here that are praying for you. This last Sunday, um, we just had so many people that had so many hurts and so much going on in their hearts and uh, you know family struggles and stuff. And so, man, you're the hands and feet of Christ. And you may I think, well, I have a whole lot to offer. It's like, hey, if you know Jesus, you got a lot to offer. Even if you don't know Christ, come out. We'd love for you to join. If you've never been a part of a life group, uh, jump in. And I know I wouldn't be the same without it. And uh, for some of you, you're going to have a son of faith and some of you guys are going to look up to a father. Uh, but we need each other. And I know we need each other in every season, but especially in this season. And so I'd encourage this Easter, man, get involved with the people of God. Uh, if you want to grow in your faith, if you want to um, change uh, your character, man, get around the right people. Uh, it changes more than anything in your life. And uh, so you just need to get connected. I want to encourage you. I want to say thank you, first of all, for everybody who has been so faithful, faithfully giving in this season. I mean, seriously, our church is doing well financially. Uh, we're not like taking off and growing, but we're holding pretty steady. And uh, and so I want to say thank you guys who have been so faithful in this season. And we're just trusting God for what he's doing. And uh, through your giving, we've uh, been able to give back to different ministries. We're partnering with different organizations, uh, serve different uh, food. we got lots of opportunities ahead of us as well. And so every dollar you give is making impact. Uh, we have a specific fund if you want to help with uh, the relief of COVID and restoration of people who have been impacted by that. You can just uh, donate to our COVID-19 drop down. Uh, but I encourage you to be faithful in this season. We're bringing hope. Uh, matter of fact, I've got a We've got a hope box over here. These are getting passed out to everybody full of food, some toilet paper. If you really love Jesus, you put some toilet paper in there. Come on, somebody. Um, but we're just passing these out, just bringing hope to people. I mean, all the stuff we're just doing because we know in this season, uh, we're the hands and feet of Christ, and we believe more than anything that we should give back um, what God has given to us. And so we're serving Him. So I encourage you to be faithful in this season uh, with, with what, what you're giving is. So there's three ways to give. Uh, you can give online at reallifechurchkc.com. You can text any amount to 84321, or you can give the old school. You can mail it in address on the website. Uh, but I want to encourage you guys, man, be faithful. I believe God's going to use this season. I don't, I don't look back at 2020 during the COVID crisis and thought, man, I didn't give anything. I didn't serve anywhere. I didn't make a difference. Now I'll be on the front line. I believe the church is called to run to the front line that we're going to be the hands and feet of Christ at the very front. We're going to put it out there. And so I want to encourage you, man, be faithful in your giving, be faithful in your serving. Father God, we come before you. God, I pray you bless this church, uh, bless what you're doing across our city. God, I pray that we feed every soul. 
God, that we meet all the needs we can meet. God, I pray that we'd be generous as a church as you died for us and you gave it all for us. God, that we'd give back to you and that we'd use this to see people's lives changed every day, every week. We see people come to Christ. We see people's needs being met. We see souls being fed. We see people's lives turning around. And I pray that we just see more and more of that. Thank you so much for this church in this season. God, use it. Bless what we're doing. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, worship with us one last time this morning. Come on, let's give it to Jesus. Resurrecting me in your name, I come alive to 
Pastor Sean, thank you for that encouraging word. It is so awesome to know that hope is contagious and hope has a name and that name is Jesus. And so if you need hope for any reason, I want you to text RL Hope to 97000 and we would love to connect with you and just extend the hope that Jesus has for you in your life today. So I also want to encourage you, don't turn the channel. This is, especially if you have kids, Come on families, this is a time just to hang out at 11 o'clock. You're gonna have a great time for your kids just to hear some fun songs some have some activities and have a message straight to them that they're just gonna love and just have a good time. Man, I've seen the stories on Facebook and just follow along on social media. These kids can't get enough of it, so don't miss that at 11. And again, don't forget about tonight at five o'clock. If you have any questions, there's gonna be an email going out on the communion. So just follow along and we're gonna have a great time tonight. And as always, as we, uh, as we conclude this morning, whoever finds Jesus discovers real life and purpose. Thanks guys. This is the end of this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another inspirational podcast. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com.